Thank you for checking out the Faith City Church podcast. We believe that you'll be blessed by today's message. Amen. Thank you, son. Wow, what a blessing, huh? Are you blessed to be here today? Good to see some folks that haven't seen in a while, and, and, and really cool to see some new peoples, yeah. So um, we started the ministry, was it 42 years ago? I think I was like 10 or 12, and, uh, but uh, Kathy sends her love. She's down in uh, sunny Florida. Somebody has to suffer for the Lord, you know, but uh, before we get much farther, though, perfect what you said there. There's a Holy Ghost leading up to what I'm going to share. It's really, really right along that. So thank you for that. But, you know, I was studying this out uh, the other day, and I wanted to share it with you because I love your pastors. I don't know. I just, I kind of like feel special about them. And maybe it's because I'm your dad, Andrew. Andrew Scott. But, you know, names are important. How many know that? Names are really important. And, um, when we named Andrew Scott, I don't know if, you, if they know your middle name is Scott, but Andrew means manly and courageous. And that's your pastor. He's manly and courageous. But Scott, I like this. This really defines your pastor. Uh, Scott means search, uh, searcher, a searcher. You know, I'm not a searcher. Andrew's a searcher. Man, he'll search, he'll, he'll pull out of a verse. I'm like, where in the world? That's not Greek or uh, that's got to be Swahili or something because, man, where would you pull that out? But he's a searcher that's in his heart to search the scriptures. And why does he do that? For, for, love, for the love of God, but also for the love of people, to share the truth. Because it's only the truth that will set you free, right? It says the truth that you know will make you free. Isn't that powerful? Do you know that's in the Bible? That's powerful. The truth that you know will set you free. And just before that, Jesus said, hey, guess what? I'm the truth. So, so the truth you know, the Jesus you know makes you free. That's why I want to know him more and more because it makes me more free and free. Yeah, Names are important. Uh, you probably don't care about this, but my name, Carl, means free man and farmer. So I'm planting them seeds. But this, I don't know if I agree with it, means one inclined to uncivil or loudish behavior. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I resemble those remarks. Come on. Anyway, God is good. So names are important. Words are important. I, I want to speak to you today, if I could, for the next few minutes. Here, here's my my question, I guess. What does God want to do in my heart in the area of reaching out to others? And it's going to be different than what you would think the answer would be to that. And it's really just simply one key that I'm going to share with you this morning. Are you blessed? Raise your hand if you're blessed. Raise your hand if you know the person behind you needs to hear this today. Come on. Yeah, yeah, we should all raise our hands because we do need to hear it today. I want to start in the book of Jeremiah 29. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this awesome time together rallying around your word. It's your word that we eat today, Lord. It's your word that changes us. It's your word that inspires us. It's your word that revelates us. It's your word. And Jesus, you're the word. So Jesus, as we study your scriptures today, may we grow closer to you, more in love with you because you first loved us, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, everyone said 
Amen. Thank you very much. You know, I, I love this verse before we get started in Jeremiah. Uh, I, I love this verse also. I'm reminded of it in Romans chapter 14, verse 17. The second part says that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. How many know that verse? I, I love that verse. He says the kingdom is, and the kingdom's in you. That's what I love. We're in the kingdom, and the kingdom's in us. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. Um, but it starts out with righteousness. So when you understand the kingdom living, you understand that you are the righteousness of God in Christ. And what that does is that brings a peace that surpasses all natural understanding. And then when you realize that you are the righteousness of God in Christ, it brings that peace, and guess what? You get joyful. And that's the way I believe it goes. Because people that don't understand they are righteous and they're they're constantly trying to get God to love them, get God to accept them, get God to approve them and, and not realize when they already are, then they're, they're going to certainly miss peace. And it's not going to be a joyful journey. I love joyful journey. I always have. Not because I'm sanguine, but because I, I understand the kingdom is first righteousness. And when I got that revelation, then, wow, I am. Well, do you feel righteous? This morning, I don't. Last night, I didn't. When I was driving by that guy and he said, I'm number one, you know, uh, I didn't feel so righteous. But it doesn't matter what I feel like. It matters what his word says. And he says, I am the righteous God in Christ. So when I understand that, it brings me peace, peace to live out and walk out in all the troubles and all the chaos and all the good, bad, and ugly. And then that just brings joy to my heart. And when you got the joy, 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 joy deep in your heart, deep in your heart to stay, well then, you know, that's a good thing. Amen? Jeremiah 29, and it's not 11. Number four and number seven. Jeremiah 29, four says, This is what the Lord of all, the God of Israel, says to all of his people who have been sent from Jerusalem to Babylon. Why, this, why, why we could use this verse for us today is basically this. God has sent us. And we could say Jerusalem, sometimes representing the heavenly city, the heavens, and Babylon, the earth, where death, corruption, you know, sin, all this stuff is. God sent us with a heavenly assignment to the earth people. Amen. And so I, 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 just for a moment, if you would, God is speaking to us. He, I've sent you from the heavenly realm, from the kingdom of God, to invade every other kingdom of this world, to change it. Not, not to condemn it, but to change it. And the way we do that is with the love of God. Amen. 29.7 says, work for the well-being of the city where I've sent you. Uh, sent you to, and pray to the Lord for this. For if it is well with the city you live in, It'll be well with you. That's why I believe that we have outreach to the city here because we want it to be well for the city. We want people to recognize that Jesus loves them. Yes, we know because the Bible tells us so. We want people to know that. We want people to know that they are loved, that they're not condemned, that God is not against them. He's for them. We want people to know that. And he says when, when, when you have that attitude towards your city, it's going to go good for you. And I like that. How about you? Now, before you decide today that you really can't make a difference, am I doing? Okay. Before you, uh, oh, there you go. Man, I found a little more bassy. Mm, how you doing? <laughs> 
Before you decide this morning you can't make a difference in your city, let me, let me just remind you of something. Here's, here's statistics, uh, and these statistics were brought to you by me. <laughs> uh, the average person influences approximately 10,000 people in their la- lifetime. The average person. Now, I think that's low when you think about it because I think a lot of you have already influenced more than 10,000 people in your lifetime. Influence them. And, and really, your actions and your story is going to impact many people. That's why it's so important that you know who you are in Christ because it, it's going to affect your actions because we live out what we believe right? Your belief system is what you live out. And so uh, if, if you're just an average person, look at the person next to you and say, you're way above average. But just for a point of contact here, average person, approximately 10,000 people in your lifetime, you're going to influence. So you need to decide is it going to be an influence of positive or negative, right? Now, let me tell you a story here of my, uh, my friend, Greg, the demon-possessed guy. True story. This was way back, actually, before we started the church. Andy, you were just a little guy. You and your brother Jason, you little guys were just little rugrats, awesome, just running around. But I worked in General Motors uh, here in Flint um, at AC Spark Plug. Anybody ever hear of that? Yeah, they've they closed that down now. But I worked in the um, the spark plug department in the inspection, and they had these big hot kilns where they'd put big train loads of the spark plug uh, ceramic uh, parts, and they'd, they'd bring them through this kiln to heat them and, and, you know, to finalize it. And when they come through the inspection, we'd take little parts of them, and we'd check them out and, uh, with some red dye, and, and that was our job. Well, I got, I got this new job doing that. Uh, from another department. So as I go in my first day, we had a little table actually set up like this where we put our stuff down. There's about four people that work there. And, um, and then we had our kilns where we'd grab parts and do our thing. So my first day on the job, I'm walking in there. And Greg, my demon-possessed friend, he wasn't my friend then, I come up, I put my stuff down, my lunch and, and uh, my Bible. And, and Greg, he looks at me, didn't know me from Adam. He said, I'm going to tell you what. Well, he didn't talk like that, but he said, I'm going to tell you something right now, man. I heard about you. Brancic, don't you dare try to tell me about your deba deba He started, I thought it was tongues, but it wasn't. It was just filthy language. He starts just ripping on me, telling me what he's going to do to me if I talk to him about Jesus and God and the Bible because I don't believe that stuff, and I'm going to kick you to next week and everything else. And, and, and I'm like, wow, that was my first encounter with Greg, the demon-possessed kid. And I'm like, what? Hi, I'm Carl. What's your name? So uh, don't talk to me. I don't want to shake your hand. I want to no, 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 no. This guy. So this, this for so over a, a matter of months, every day it was it was contention. Every day I'd say, Lord, this is just crazy. But he'd say, you know, uh, uh, I I just don't believe in this God and don't be. What's this Bible? Get that thing out of here. I said, dude, it, it, I'm going to bring my reading material as I see you brought your reading material, Playboys and Penthouse. And so I have my reading material here. I'm not trying to bother you or bug you, but this is me. That is you. You know, hey, let's try and get along. I don't want to get along with you. Well, you know, I'm going to try to get along with you. I try to get along with everybody. I'm not, not against you, you know. I will say this. God loves you. Don't tell me that stuff, man. 
So this is went on. He would hide my Bible. He would, he would throw my lunch and stuff into the dye. He would just do, do things that, you know, and, and, I, and I say, great. And, and then he would challenge me with stuff. Yeah, I know about your God and your Bible, and I bet you don't do this. You don't do that. You don't do this. I, come on. You act like you're better than me. And did Anybody ever have a friend like that? Yeah, that was Greg. Remember Greg? But he challenged me. And this is what I want you to see. He challenged me. You know why, Pastor Andy? You know why, church? Because he would, he would say things that twisted something in me because I didn't know who I was in Christ. And so I would, I would start feeling guilty. Well, you know what? He's right. I, I don't do that very much. You know, I do do that sometimes. Oh, man. And so condemnation came. I knew it was the devil was using him. And I'd go home and I'd say, God, I, I just, I don't get it. I mean, why does he get to me? I'm trying to live the right life and stuff, and I, I don't get it. I, 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 I want to witness to him, but he, he gets me every time. I don't, how, how does he do that. It's like the Lord instructed me. He said, here's your verse. And so he took me to a verse. He said, now this verse is going to be your key to changing your world and the world of people around you and, and to help love people. I said, yeah, Lord, yeah, Lord, give me the verse. Give me the verse. And this is what he gave me. 2 Timothy 2.15. Look at this. 2 Timothy 2.15. And it's not what you might think, but this is what it says. You're probably familiar with it. Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needs to not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Wow, good verse, isn't it? Man, I took that verse to heart. I said, all right, that's it. God, we're going for it. I'm going to study harder than I ever did. So you'll approve me. I am going to, I'm going to work harder at scriptures and memorizing. I'm going to pray harder, God, than I ever had. Because I want to study to show myself approved on you, God. I'm, I'm going for it. Because I'm not going to be ashamed anymore with Craig. Rightly dividing the word of truth. And you know, the very thing I did was the very thing that Paul told Timothy not to do. I was not rightly dividing the truth. I was wrongly dividing the word. Why? Well, because I, 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 I was looking at the wrong punctuation, if you would. Because if you know, in the original, you don't have all the punctuation that we see today. So as I was doing this, God, I'm, I'm going to work harder because if I get your approval, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to change Greg. It's going to happen. And God says, hold up, boy. Hold up your horses. You're, you're sometimes, Carl, you just go off the handle. You don't listen to instructions well. Oh, that wasn't God. That was my wife. Anyway. <laughs> so this is what the Lord said. Read that again. Quit putting punctuation where they put it and put it where I put it. I said, what? He said, read it again. I said, okay, study to show yourself. Stop, 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 stop. What? Say it again, Carl. Study to show myself. Stop. Study to show yourself. Study to show yourself, Carl. What? That you're approved by God. 
What? He said, I've already approved you. You don't study to get approved. You need to study and learn the in Christ realities, Carl, so you'll know that you are approved so you can never be ashamed and rightly divide the truth. Wow, that made a difference. That made a difference in how I reached people and talked to people when they said, well, you know, this and that. Yeah, it just falls off my back because I already know I'm approved of God. Are you kidding me? You're going to bring up my past? Let's talk about your future. Woo! Without him. That was, a rev- that was the first key revolutionarily changed my life to reach people because I knew who I was. And I know who they could be. And I knew who they would be if they didn't make that change too. And that really hurt because I thought, man, I mean, look at this goodness of God that you can experience right now. You're getting something out of this. So when I looked at it that way, I said, oh, my goodness, that's what I, because here's why. People who feel ashamed will never preach, teach, or share God's word with boldness because they feel unworthy or disqualified by their past sins and failures. But you know what? Your qualifications were never your past sins, were never your failures, and never will be. That's not your qualifications. Your qualifications is what did he do? If he did it, I got it. Right? We, 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 we balance everything that happens around it, every stronghold. We, we bring it against the knowledge of Jesus, the knowledge of God. What, what about God? Did Jesus pay for this? Yes, then I'm in. Did Jesus take care of this? Yes, then I'm in. Did Jesus do this? Yes, then I'm in. Are you, is that making sense to you? That set me free. So Paul told Timothy to study to show yourself that you're righteous now. Approved of God now. Praise God. Paul wanted Timothy and us to see that because of the finished work of the cross, he and we already have God's approval and acceptance. Amen. Somebody needs to lift their hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Come on, worship him just for a minute. Thank him for what he's done. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And we get to walk in it. You just get to walk in it. But, see, you're not going to walk in it if you don't study to show yourself. Show yourself. Man, when I started showing myself, Pastor Andy, that uh, I'm approved of God already, man, it took the pressure off. It took the pressure off. Wow, I can just live this life. Wow, God, Jesus, you're so good. You're so good. Then we, And then when we understand and are convinced our position in Christ is secure. It's secure. How many know that? Not secure, but secure, right? Woo-hoo! Unshakable, we will declare like Paul does in Romans 1.16. Look what it says there. I'm not ashamed. Now, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Why? Because I studied to show myself some stuff and self-learn some stuff and self-believe some new stuff. So self's doing okay with stuff. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God to salvation. It's the power of God. And and as one great philosopher said, it's the power of love. Come on, somebody. The power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. The work of Jesus, say the work of Jesus, caused us to be acceptable to God. That's my message today, acceptable. 
And when we believe this truth that you are already accepted by God, guess what? You'll rightly divide the rest of the word of truth. Amen. Paul knew that when we see we're approved and acceptable to God, not because of our works, but because of Christ's works alone, that we have confidence and boldness to proclaim the truth the world needs to hear. And that's how you can go out and change your city and change your world. Hi, just one person at a time. Hey, how you doing? Do you know God loves you? Yeah. Colossians 1, 12 and 13 says, just a, some more ammunition here for you, giving joyful thanks to the Father who's qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us. I like that. You're rescued. Rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, that kingdom of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Now, let me tell you another story about my friend Dave the Atheist. I got some cool friends. Dave the Atheist, and, and uh, I, I got to do something here. I'm getting hot. Are you all hot? How many are hot? How many are cold? How many are sleeping? <laughs> Thanks, son. Awesome. Oh, huh. they just happen to have a golf club up here. My friend Dave is an is atheist in Florida, and I met Dave oh, about, about a year ago, and uh, he, he was playing on a seniors golf league, and so I, I, I told Kathy, I said, I'm going to go join a seniors golf league, and uh, thank God that they, they let you in at 55, I just made it in, you know. <laughs> this 55-year-old guy is going to be 70 in November, come on, somebody. Woo, yeah, baby, uh-huh. And so anyway, so I got out playing, playing golf with this uh, senior, these senior guys, or, uh, 20, 30 guys. And uh, one of the guys, they'll pair you up and, uh, with guys each week, different guys. And so I got paired up with Dave one time. Dave's an older guy. He's about 15 years older than me. And he's just, uh, he's still rocking it out there. But he was an atheist, but I didn't know that. And so I sat in the car with him. He's driving. I said, hey, Dave, how you doing? Oh, don't ask me nothing. I said, oh, my, okay. Well, can, and, and I have a little speaker I take sometimes and get some music going. I said, hey, can we get some jams going? I don't want any music in this cart. Okay, cool. Well, Dave, I'm Carl. Okay, whatever. I'm like, wow. So we're out there, and, of course, I'm beating him because anybody I play with, I'm that good. I just beat them, you know. No brag, just fact, you know. And so, so we're out there playing golf. And, and so then, a few, you know, Dave's just this kind of cranky old guy, you know. He's, he's, it's so funny, though, because he wears suspenders with his golf shorts, pulls them way up like his, his waist is up here, you know. And anyway, sorry, Dave, but he'll laugh about it, too. But anyway, uh, a, a few weeks after we, I got started, one of the guys, how I, how I met the, the, the group there and, and went there was a guy in our church in Florida. He said, hey, uh, Doc, you need to come out and play with our seniors out here. Okay. So I saw him, and he said, hey, preacher, how you doing? Real loud. Dave looked over. What? I knew there was something on with you, man. I knew you, you, I knew, oh, no. Oh, you're one of them preachers. Oh, boy. You're going to take all my money? I said, I said, well, if you don't hit any better than you do, I'm going on the par threes, you know. But anyway, and so, so 
I, I, so I got paired up again with Dave. And uh, uh, I said, uh, he said, so you're a preacher? I said, yeah. He said, just so you know, I'm an atheist. I said, oh, okay, well, good to know. So you don't, you don't uh, love God or believe in God? No, I don't believe in God. Hey, can I tell you, he believes in you. I just did that to get him, you know. <laughs> oh, stop with that shambalaba. He's speaking in tongues too. My goodness, these guys. They, they know I'm speaking tongues, but oh, my goodness. And so anyway, to make the story shorter, but why do that, right? Let's make it longer. But over a period of months, we got to be friends, it was the craziest thing, but it really wasn't because I knew who I was in Christ because years ago I had studied to show myself God's approved me, so I don't need man's approval, you know, and so I could just be myself. And, and uh, you know, I, I wasn't preachy like, you know, ah, praise the Lord, hallelujah, because I knew that isn't what he wanted to hear. But what he wanted to hear is, will you be my friend? And I wanted to be Dave's friend, so I became a friend with him. We, we'd, we'd laugh and joke. He'd tell guys, said, hey, Carl's riding with me. Guess what? Whatever he tells you and whatever he believes, if you want to know what I believe, the exact opposite of everything he believes. And we would talk about everything, you know, but we'd laugh about it. It got to where, listen to this, it got to where he said, hey, you know, Carl, why don't we uh, just grab our wife sometime and go have dinner together? Yeah, let's do that. So we did. We met his beautiful wife, Linda, and, uh, you know, Dave the atheist, you know, but we became friends. Now, some of you know this, just a sidebar, that, that I had my left hip replaced four months ago, and man, oh, it, it's like, a, I should have done a long time ago. Matter of fact, I'm looking to replace a bunch of other parts. Come on, you know. I got, I got a list. Come on. I got a bucket list. I need some new parts. Here, 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 here. Hey, baby, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, sorry, just let's scratch that. But anyway, so, so leading up to it, you know, I still wanted to play golf, but, but it was tough, you know, and I couldn't get a, a proper swing in. You know, Billy, what I'm talking about, you played with me both ways, and I couldn't turn like, like I should to turn with this because I'm left-handed, so I'm, I'm turning like this with this left leg. I couldn't do that. And so it was getting tougher and tougher up to the time of surgery. And, why, and I know you're asking, why didn't you just quit playing golf? Because I don't want to stop playing golf. That's right. I'm not a quitter. And that's why I eat chocolate. I would give it up, but I'm not a quitter. I'll eat chocolate, bless God. Hallelujah. But anyway, so so this is what happened. This is how how kindly Dave was to me. So I said, you know, in, a, in about a month or so, I got my surgery plan. I won't be able to golf for a little bit, but, but he said, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. So what, what he would do is when, when we're hitting putts, does anybody know about the game of golf or hear of golf before? Yeah, it's in America. It's, it's in Michigan. Actually got some nice courses in Michigan. So when I'm putting, so I was putting, and I'm trying to put it in that little hole, and almost all the time I'd put it in that little hole because I'm that good. Just fact, you know, not brag, just fact. And so I would hit that ball. But Dave, on the end of his putter, some of you that are golfers, he had this little thing where he just hit this little thing, and it's like a little claw because he's older. And so when he hits the ball in, which is not very often, he would, he would put that thing like this. He didn't have to bend down, right? And he'd just get the ball. So whenever he saw me getting ready to putt, I would watch out of the corner of my eye, and, and he'd be over there, and he'd get that thing open. Why? Because he knew I was hurting, because I would have to get down like this with, uh, like, like this, 
to get my ball out of the hole because I hit it in the hole almost every time because I'm that good. And Dave would, Dave would have, oh, man, felt good to do that. I couldn't do that before. Woo! And so Dave would have his little claw ready, and wherever would I'd go over to get. He said, "I'll get it, Carl. No problem." And he'd get my ball for me. That was awesome. That was just an act of love, because we're friends. So okay, so I I go to get my surgery. I said, "Well, I won't see you guys for probably about ten weeks, but I'll come over and join you in the clubhouse, you know, and visit and get a coffee or something." Dave would call me every week. Hey, Carl. Hey, it's Dave. Yeah, I know, Dave. My atheist friend, how you doing? <laughs> oh, I'm doing good. I'm not trying to hassle you or anything. But I said, no, 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 what's up? Well, I just want to see how you're doing. Just want to see. I just been, um, uh, I think he, he would have liked to say, I've been praying for you, but he doesn't believe. So he said, you know, I've just been thinking about you. You doing okay? Yeah, I'm doing okay, Dave. Yeah, thanks a lot for calling me. I appreciate it. Okay, didn't want to bother you. No, you're not bothering me. not bothering me. So, you know, um, about, about, two, about a month and a half ago, I started back golfing. Dave was so happy. And he said, you know, um, I'm just so happy to see you back, Carl. And he said, you know, um, I know you travel in, in different times, different places, and preach on the weekend. Whenever sometime you're, you're, you're preaching in your church here in Florida, let me know. I think I'll come over and hear you. I said, Dave, really? You tell me, now, I'm not going to believe anything you say. Listen, everything you say, I don't agree with it. I'm not going to believe it. I'm just saying it would be kind of interesting to come over when you're preaching and hear what you have to say. Come on, somebody. Now, you know, that didn't happen because I said, you're an atheist? Well, in the name of Jesus, and started quoting a bunch of scriptures. You know what I was? I just became a friend. We became buddies. Dave will say stuff like this. You know what, Carl? You're young enough to be my son. You could be my son. I said, Dave, it would probably be an honor to be your son. He said, well, okay then. I don't believe your crap, though. <laughs> said, that's all right. I believe you, Dave. I believe you're a good man and a good friend. And you're older. We're not going to live forever, bro. You know, so, so, so it's seeping in. It's seeping in. What did that? Well, I think the first thing that, 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 that helped Dave was me studying to show myself who I was. I, haven't, I didn't have anything to prove to him. I'm just enjoying life, hitting balls, you know, putting putts. And, 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 and when I putt, I get them in almost all the time because I'm that good. And enjoying life. And Dave's just sitting there just watching this guy who he, you know, just started judging because I'm a Christian. Man. You got to know who you are in Christ because that makes a difference. Because when you go in that situation, doesn't matter how bad it looks, how dark it looks, you know who you are, you, you know you're approved of God. Hey, what better could you, could you have going for you? Oh, and by the way, Greg, my demon-possessed friend, he got radically saved and serving Jesus to this day. He loves Jesus with all his heart, his whole family and everything, yeah. 
Yeah. Why? Well, because I wasn't trying to prove anything to him. I was just tell- loving him. We became buddies. And he's not demon-possessed anymore. <laughs> and, and Dave, he, he's, he's close. He's not there, but he's close. But guess what? He's got a friend. He's got a friend in Jesus he doesn't believe, and he's got a friend in Carl who he does. So we're going to make a difference in his life. Last verse, Revelation 22. You get something out of this? Revelation 22, verse 17 says this, and the spirit and the bride says, come. So the spirit is telling people, come. It's okay. You're going to do okay. Hi there, Vicky. Good to see you. And, uh, and look at it, and the bride, that's us, says what? Come. Let him who hears say, come. Whoever is thirsty, let him come. Is there people thirsty in our neighborhood, thirsty in our city? Absolutely. They, they don't even know what that, how that thirst could be fulfilled, but we do, don't we? And whoever wishes, let him come take the free gift of the water of life. So Jesus is standing in you as you love your community, saying you're welcome to come. Doesn't matter what you're going through, what hurts, what mess you're in. And, and, and he's also saying, and you are also saying welcome. What? With all your hurts, all your pain, all your mess-ups, even if you still wear a mullet, come on, you're still welcome into the kingdom. Amen? And that's why we're here, to help people. Let that be a key for you today. Did that help you today? Let that be a key. Just stand up with me if you would. Let's pray. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray for those golfers to be better golfers today. Not really. I'm going to pray for us, though, to get that revelation. You probably have it already because you get taught good here with all the different ministers along with Pastor Andy. But I tell you, study to show yourself. That was a great revelation that hit me. And I thought, wow, yeah, Lord, that's it. That's the key. I'm already approved by you. Listen, we don't have to prove anything to God. He's already proved it to us through Jesus Christ that we're acceptable, that we're approved, that we're blessed, that we're the righteous God in Christ. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, right now, just drill that home into our hearts. Let us know whose we are. We're yours. Gently, gently revelate us today as you have, Lord. Revelate us. That'll motivate us just to love like you love. Hallelujah. Right there, right now. Can you sense? Just lift your hands if you don't mind. Just lift your hands. God is here. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Because you first loved us. You're so good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Bless your people now as wherever we go and end up, Lord, I thank you that we're taking you with us. You're in us. The kingdom's in us. And we can see clearly now the Spirit has come. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen. God bless you. Thank you so much. For more information about Faith City Church, please go to faithcity.tv. As always, 
We pray that you would grow in the knowledge and grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 